Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This metal rock concert, you know, at first when he told me, immediately I just, I was like, why would people go to a, a metal rock show? Because like, what really is it? Like, it's just people screaming? But then, but then, don't get me wrong. That would be a nice escape though, right? Like a long, long uh, week of work. You go to this concert and it's just instruments, very loud, guitars, very loud, people smashing guitars, I'm guessing, people just screaming. And it's like, wow, it's, it's kind of like stress relieving, I'm guessing. No? Well, Kyle, I got to ask you, have you ever been in a mosh pit before? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah? Okay. And it's, and it's I went, went in one mosh pit. I participated in one mosh pit because I've seen a whole bunch of mosh pits from the outside and some may say oh i was a part of it but no you're actually only a part of a mosh pit if you you know participate in it exactly when yeah, you're bashing you're, people yeah, you're not standing on the periphery you gotta yeah. be right in there and bouncing around so one time i was in one this was at fortune sound club in chinatown watching made in tokyo have you seen made in tokyo no okay i was in there i lost a shoe my glasses broke this is after i went to oktoberfest and that was my last mosh pit i was puking outside chinatown fortune sound club Wow, so the, you were puking after the mosh pit? After the mosh after pit. got thrown around Bro, a little bit. Bro, I was, I was oh, like, man. I was done. I never knew what I was getting myself into. I was just having a lot of fun. And remember, Oktoberfest, I went to it. And right after, I went to Made in Tokyo, mosh pits. And yeah, I lost everything, lost my pride. I was fucked up. Wow, man, I'm sorry to hear that because every experience I've had in a mosh pit has been fucking fantastic. You know, I think mosh pits are one of the most friendly places you can what? go. What? Everyone's just, what? everyone's supporting each other in there. You know, someone falls down, you're grabbing the person, helping them up. You're just like, you're bouncing off other guys. You're testing your strength against other guys. But at the same time, you're still like, you're still a brother and you're still helping each other out. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? I'm telling you, man, mosh pits, friendly place. All right, welcome all you silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy, the first with real NHL hockey on. You know, Kyle, I had to start my week with a mosh pit, you know? I'm juiced up. Bro, I'm you ready to you, go. You barely Best told, season ever. You barely, you barely told me about this fucking metal rock concert. We, we ended up talking about mosh pits. What's happening at this concert? Oh, so the oh, it's almost like a folk metal band. So one band's called Elevati. Whoa. Okay, one guy, cool. the opening band, I can't even remember their name, but the guy looked like a, like a drunken uh, Jack Sparrow from nice. Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice, nice. Um, coolest part about them, they they threw vodka into the crowd. They have this one song where they sing like vodka, vodka, and they throw vodka into the crowd. It's pretty fun. Okay, so I'm getting it totally wrong, right? I don't want to fuck fuck with people who are metalheads and and screamo heads. They're different genres, right? Oh, there's so many subgenres of metal. It's unbelievable. Okay, so they're all subgenres. So can you just sing sing us a song? <laughs> no, I can't <laughs> actually. <laughs> vodka, vodka. That's the one. That's the one. Line of vodka, vodka. I'm pretty sure the like the first band was there's not much English for either band. And you're just fucking banging your head, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> just doing it right now. That shit's fun, bro. Like I said, I was judging at first, you know, being fucking naive and ignorant. It happens. I I don't know anyone else that's been to a metal concert. I know people who've been to a hard style, which kinda is not the same, but kind of the same, I guessing. I don't know. Super hard style. I've seen videos too of people raging out at hard style. So I'm just picturing the same thing. Heavy metal, guitars vodka vodka and people just you know banging their heads and i didn't even know mosh pits existed for that genre but you know again i'm, I'm not they existed only for that genre hey man, man they're, they're in hip-hop shows today. too man <laughs> actually you know what one of the weirdest concerts i ever did went to a mosh pit in was chaos yo chaos, chaos yo cool cool story about chaos fuck i don't want to be you know making poking fun at the guy guy's a canadian legend but man uh the homies don't doze they had a they had a show over at the new studios at Beaumont. 
and Chaos was was the DJ at the end of the night. But the the opening act and the party before Chaos got there was so crazy, was so lit that people didn't give a fuck about Chaos. You know, they were just like everyone made their friends, everyone was doing their mingling. People were just inspired about what they saw before Chaos, and nobody <laughs> nobody watched Chaos. Damn, How sad dude. is that? That's pathetic. Yeah, I know. Chaos, damn shame. Chaos is, chaos is a legend, man. I was part sure. of that too. I'm a damn shame too. I guess I should be fucking ashamed of myself, man. I'm sorry, Chaos. Hey, you should apologize, man. And maybe you should apologize for some of the takes you're gonna make on this show hey. because this is the beginning of the NHL season. Finally, we gotta have some hot takes. We do hot takes. Yeah. You want a hot take right now? Yeah. So the episode with the hot take, man. Damn, Give me a, a hot one. take. All right. The the Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup. I was gonna say make the playoffs, but that's a hot take right there. Win the Stanley Cup. And and Connor McDavid, man, we we get to we get to witness why this guy actually may be the the next great thing next to Gretzky. Actually, maybe better than Gretzky. If he can do that, yo, if Connor McDavid can win the Stanley Cup this year, he's the best hockey player of all time. Okay, I I love a good hot take, but man, you are you are getting you were sipping on a couple forties before hey, this episode began. Shout That's out, for sipping sure. on a forty. Shout Connor to McDavid, yeah, he's the best player in the world right now. He's got a long ways to go to be Wayne Gretzky. Hey, well, okay, if you look at that roster, I'm telling you, bro, look at that fucking roster. We've all done it. We've all poked fun at it. We're all what's that word? Flabbergasted? Is that the right word to yeah, use right be here? A word. Okay, flabbergasted when looking at that roster. How could the Oilers do that? To Connor McDavid, one of the many storylines going into this year. Now, Ken Holland today or yesterday, I think I just read the thumbnail, maybe completely paraphrasing, but he, but he kind of compared how how Ovechkin had to wait what thirteen years or whatever to win a cup. Dude, that's the wrong thing to say. That's the wrong thing to say. Okay, don't be fucking dropping that line. That's pathetic, yo. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's so sad to see what's going on with the Edmonton Oilers. If you live in Edmonton, I guess for us, it's it's actually pretty funny, and for most people around the NHL, because you know, yeah. you know, I. Don't get me wrong. I was actually daydreaming today about this. I was like, yo, if the Oilers are so bad and Connor McDavid ends up getting traded and, you know, I wouldn't care that much. But what if, like, the fans just have enough of it? They stop watching hockey and Edmonton has to move to, like, I don't even know, Kansas City or something, you know? Uh, I was thinking, like, Fort then I'll feel bad. I was thinking Fort McMurray. <laughs> move, hey. move them farther up north. Okay, cool. You know? Shout out to Canada as long as it stays in Canada. There we go. Fort Max. Shout out there. Um, yeah, that, there's some drama in Edmonton this season. You know, there's a lot of flaws to that roster. There's also some drama. In the center of the universe, Toronto, to start the season. They just named John Tavares captain. And I don't think that's a surprise after everything that happened uh, with the Matthews situation. But let me ask you, Kyle. Do you think Austin Matthews would have been the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs if that story didn't come out? I don't know. I don't know. I was hearing this on on Tim and Sid. So, yeah, I don't want to take all the credit for the point I'm, I'm about to make, but... First off, I'd like to say, yo, I think Toronto's going to have a great year this year. I really do. Toronto, just the city, is buzzing right now. Me coming from Vancouver, I always fucking frown upon just to keep talking about Toronto. Toronto this, Toronto that. But, yo, the Raptors just won an NBA championship. I think some of that kind of carries over to the Toronto Maple Leafs somehow, some way. We saw the leader of Toronto be Kawhi Leonard, a quiet dude. Just go out there and do your job. John Tavares is like, it's just like that. And, and let's let's be real, man. I know Austin Matthews is one of the best young players in the league, but John Tavares, he's been a captain before, and he's also one of the best players in the league. This is not the wrong choice. It's not the wrong choice. Now, to answer your question, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Horrible timing if that was the plan. It, it would have kind of looked bad, but damn, if they really wanted to make Austin Matthews a captain, I think they would have they would have found a way to move on from what, what, what happened and would have named him captain. I think this decision was made a while ago. I really do. I think it's the other way around. I okay. think he was the guy that was drafted first overall by the franchise. He is the face of this franchise. Sorry, John, John Tavares. Sorry, Mitch Marner. He is the de facto face of the franchise. Damn. I think they were going to name him captain. I mean, it's obviously just a guess, but I think they were going to name him captain and killed until this came out. And, you know, it, the, the story was bad. The fact they didn't tell the lease management was worse. And the fact that his dad went to bat for him like he's some spoiled little kid is probably the worst part of everything. You know, when he, there was the story broke in the athletic, mm -hmm. but when he, obviously when he the, uh, spoke to the the victim, you know, she's, she said that his dad denied the whole thing and was trying to cover up. It's just, there were so many bad layers to this story. I think it forced the least hand to, to name John Tavares the captain. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it throughout the season. I think you're right. I think t Toronto actually has a good chance to win this division. Mm -hmm, me too. I, I think Tampa Bay is probably getting but a that's bit not, too much that's love. Not, I don't think that's the, the big thing here. Like, do you think Toronto this year, 
uh, we kind of talked about this before. They're in a position still to like make it all the way. I really do think so. They're stacked, bro. I think with all the drama, it's kind of hiding the fact that they have John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner up front. You, you can talk about what, what else they have, but damn, that's crazy. You're talking about three, three of the best 15 players in the league. Three of the top 10 forwards in the league on one team. I, I think going back to the whole Austin Matthews thing and the controversy, obviously that did not help the case. The bigger issue issue here is obviously the victim. Just don't fuck, don't do that. Don't do that. But when it comes to like the organization, the worst part in all this, again, when it just comes to the organization is, is how Matthews didn't tell them. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> that, I mean... That's, yeah, that's maybe where the, the line was completely crossed. And it's like, yo, you're not the captain. You yeah, can't you, be doing that. You just signed this giant contract. Mm-hmm face of the franchise and you go and pull that stunt, you're you're breaking trust, right? How can they trust him to be the captain if uh if he doesn't trust the organization, basically? Exactly, man. So okay, do you think they made the wrong choice? How can no, you say that? You it's John Tavares. Yeah, you can't say they made the wrong it's choice. Just, it's I, interesting. Think, I don't think it was their first choice. Okay, let me ask you this though. This is a great subject. I like this. How much does a captain matter? Now in that case it's a bit different because there's options there. But how much does 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 a C really matter? I've seen tweets about Matthew's possibly being so mad that, yeah, it's a guarantee that when this contract ends, he's bouncing. Like, really? How big is the C? How big is the C? Honestly, man, it is a huge honor. But in terms of if it matters or not on the ice, fuck the captain. What's to say right now? Fuck the captain. Fuck the captain. You don't need a captain. Whoa, and my, my case in whoa, point. Whoa, 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 whoa. Really? My case in point is the Vegas Golden Knights. And I know they were an outlier with the crazy first season they had. But we were three games away from seeing Derek fucking England uh-huh. lift the Stanley Cup. Hey, that's true. That's Captains true. Captains don't matter, man. Whoa. Like The leadership group's already in place. I think it's great. Leaders to- matter. Exactly. Exactly. The captain's a huge honor for a player. But, you but know. then why name one then? What what makes an organization name one then? Because we're just a couple podcasters, right? We we see it. We, we almost saw Derek England lift up the Stanley Cup, right? Organizations see that too, but what makes them name a captain? What do you think in this age? I think it's the honor and the legacy of mm, old traditions. Fair enough. Right? I don't think it has a lot to do with uh, how organizations should be run today, but when you look at storied franchises, especially the original six, you know, there's captains for decades and decades, legendary names. You know, hockey's all about entertainment and stories. You want to create a good story, you have a captain leader team to the Stanley Cup. That's I true. I think this makes for a better okay. story. Yeah, makes for a better story. Makes for some context. And with the whole legacy thing, too, we're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, they kind of do need a captain. It's one of those things. Yeah, they do. And so what I've, we've talked about a couple of stories that are on our mind. As the NHL season kicks off, you listen to Silky and Filthy. Kyle, here's another story I want to watch. And it's the rookie race of 2019. And Let's we're obviously it. a bit more invested here with motherfucking Quinn Hughes. Motherfucking Quinn Hughes. Defense. Let's go. And his brother Jack is yeah. gonna be absolutely sick. Jack's too. winning it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, or Capo Caco, you know? Those two those two kids, it's awesome for the league. How one and two, you got Jack Hughes and you got uh Capo Caco. Or is it Caco Capo? Capo Caco. Yeah. Those two look like legit premier players. How many how many good players are coming into this league? How many great players, great elite players are coming into this league? One and two drafted this summer. And they look like they're going to make an, a, an immediate impact. And, man, Jack Hughes looks good. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, he he's looks crazy. absolutely filthy. He's probably going to play with Taylor Hall. Oh. Like, that's the, MV, the MVP of 20 to 18 with the, with the 2019 first overall Why pick. Why not? Unbelievable, man. Um, I think... You're right. I, I think it's probably Jack that wins the Calder. I think it's harder for a defenseman to win. But I think Quinn Hughes is going to have a monster year for the Canucks. Yeah, you've been on that wagon for I a have. while, man. Since 2017, Slow man. Slow your roll, man. Since we talking hockey. You know, hey, fair enough. Back in the day, we made our guesses on who the Vancouver Canucks were going to take in the entry draft. I think it was like two or three months before. And this guy right here, he called Quinn Hughes. He called Quinn Hughes. Now, this year, obviously we talked about Capo Caco. We talked about Jack Hughes. And now Quinn Hughes. Who are the other guys? Who are the other guys on this list? Kale McCarr, right? That's a big one. Kale, Kale McCarr is a big one. And those are, man, we just talked about those four players. Unbelievable. Are there other guys, other sleeper picks? Yeah, of course. I think there's Alexander Texier in Columbus, 20-year-old, played some top six minutes for the Blue Jackets in the playoffs last season. Was he a, was he a draft pick or was he just came over from Europe? Yeah, he was a draft pick. Okay, cool. Top, top end draft pick too because I remember he came through last year and 
And I think uh, Elaine, she was talking about Texier too when we had her on a couple uh, couple months ago. Yeah, the pride of France. Pride just for France. That's why I had to ask. Roussel. Um, he was uh, he was a second round pick by the Blue Jackets, so he was up there. So it's a sleeper pick right overall. here. Yeah, he could be. I, and I think the Anaheim Ducks have some rookies too that could impress. And nobody's winning anything in Anaheim. I'm sorry, bro. That team may be. It's going to be interesting to watch what happens there in California. Who's going to be the worst team? Not just in the West, the league, Anaheim or Los Angeles. Nothing's I, happening in Anaheim. Get out of here, man. I think it's I think it's Los Angeles for sure, unless Jonathan Quick has a renaissance season. You forgot that John. Oh, yeah, Gibson that's is, the thing. That's John, the thing. John Gibson is still one of the best goalies in the league. He was he yeah, kept top Anaheim three. in some games last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too bullish on Anaheim either, but I think John Gibson can steal them some games and at least make it interesting. John Gibson may may get a Vesna nomination with his team not in the playoffs. Like, that's how good he is, man. He's one of those guys. He's a highlight reel. Yeah, he's an absolute Some, beast you know, on the ice. I'm not going to front. Like, when I first started watching him, I really thought that he was just out of position all the time and he was just making all these remarkable saves. And then you watched him last year, and you're like, whoa, this guy's probably one of probably the, be- the best athlete in the NHL. This guy's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player, but um, yeah, I, I'm we'll probably won't be watching the Ducks first and foremost <laughs> yeah, this season. Sure, there, sure. six a games, four games max, sure. four games max. Kyle, another question I'll ask you that I have going into this season: How much do you think big boy hockey matters? Do you think it matters more after St. Louis and Boston went to the Cup final? Do you think teams are putting more of a precedent on it? We know the Vancouver Canucks put a precedent on it with their acquisitions in the off season. Mm. Uh, I'm wondering how much you think it matters because you also look at a team like the Maple Leafs who have gone completely away from anyone with grit. I think it's all pretty much skill guys now. You know what? I'll say this. This is a big year for for the game of hockey, for fans like me, who really believe that it just needs to go all skill. Not saying all small, but go all skill. We did see St. Louis win it last year. They have a bigger team. They also had a very hot goaltender too. It's a big year for, for skilled hockey because... I don't want to see it go back to that, man. Let's just keep it on this tra- trajectory. Now, I, I know that in the playoffs, it is, it's a whole different game. And that's where the real test is. So all these teams like Tampa Bay and Toronto who got bounced in the first round. Yeah, it looked bad on the, on the skill department. But I'm team skill. It's not... I just want to see it happen, man. I want to see it happen. You see t- things like Golden State and the NBA, just this offensive burst. And why it worked in the NBA and why it like carried on for years and years and years is because Golden State won. They won a championship. Do I think that teams need to play bigger? Fuck, that's a that's a hard question, man. I want to say yes, but I want to say no. Because <laughs> I don't want it. Come on, man. Come on, you know Pat Maroon? Good guy. Great dude. Does every team need a Pat Maroon? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Guys like those are, are going to be phased out of the NHL just by evolution. But are they going to be phased out of April? Are they going to be phased out of May? Like I feel I feel as if those are the type of players that always get brought up. When it comes to big boy hockey, you still need guys like Pat Maroon. You're going to need guys that can skate probably got, probably faster than Pat Maroon in 5, 10 years down the road. <laughs> no offense to Pat Maroon. You can keep up now. Two, three years down the road, man. But exactly. It's going to be about guys who can skate and also have some grit. Uh, and bite to their game. Like you want to mention Brad Marchand. I mean, he's a guy who yeah. pretty much does it all. And it's funny when you when I t- when we talk about the size debate, people think of the Boston Bruins as this big bruising team. Just based off of uh, average weight by last season, Boston was bottom 10. Yeah, it's, it's more about the philosophy and the mind state exactly. of the, the organization, how they want their players to play. I mean, yeah. And, and St. Louis is a, St. Louis is just a weird case. It's one of those stories in sports that, you know, just because it's the NHL, you know, there's a good chance that that story is going to be buried in the world of North American sports. But look what happened. It's a rare case. This team was last. What were the odds? 5,000 to 1 for them to win the fucking Stanley Cup? And they did it. Whatever St. Louis did, it's not going to happen again in our lifetime. We can't just be looking to fucking St. Louis and trying to compare your team to St. Louis. I know it's a copycat league, but man, like whatever St. Louis did last year, I'm not trying to say throw it out the window, but damn. <laughs> Throw it out the fucking window. Rookie goaltender, last place team. Nothing really changed on the roster. Boom, bam. They won the Stanley Cup. Never really see that. Yeah, you definitely don't. And you even mentioned, I think, in our Western Conference preview, you think St. Louis can miss the playoffs this year? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And 
I think it's obviously easy to throw out the hangover thing. Very easy to throw it, but they're also in the central division, man. It's, it's fucking tough. That shit is tough. You gotta be yeah. you gotta be legit one of the best teams in the league to make it to the playoffs if you're in that division. Yeah, you know what? I actually realized I didn't give a hot take earlier in the episode. You gave your hot take on the Oilers winning the cup. I'll give a more of a lukewarm take. But because there's so much competition in the central, I actually think all seven teams are probably gonna be competitive. Maybe there's a chance that I'll call it. Maybe five teams in the Pacific make it. And Whoa. Only three in the Central. Oh, that's a hot take, man. What? Are you serious? You just said man? the Oilers what? are going to win the wait, cup. Wait, 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 wait. What? Okay. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, that was just some bullshit. I'm just trying to have some fun, man. Puck talk of bullshit. You sound serious. Of course, man. I got to be serious. I got to back up my take. Okay, back it up. You look at every team in the Central, I think they all have flaws. I think Colorado, you're wondering about goaltending and defense. Dallas, you wonder if they can score. St. Louis, you're going to wonder if they have the cup hangover. Nashville's probably the most complete team in my mind, but I think, you know, they lost some pieces. Arena's getting older. But my point is that there's so much parity in the NHL and there's so many question marks that I think that we're going to see some unpredictability happen. Last year, six new teams made the playoffs. And I'm sure earlier in the season last Ooh. year, we were all picking probably maybe one or two changes in the playoff structure. We look at the season previews from, from everywhere else. Everyone's probably predicting that what maybe one or two teams are going to be in. You know, mm -hmm. maybe Arizona's in, maybe Florida's Ugh. in. But maybe you know what? I, I could see a situation where you know Arizona gets on the rise, and maybe the the Canucks or Oilers squeak into one of the final wild card spots too. I was going to say something there, but I'm just going to hold back. You know, I feel as if I need to just give Arizona more of a you know more of a chance. But I was about to go in. No, Kyle, I want a filthy take, man. Make it filthy. It's not a filthy Go take. In. It's just, it's just. Am I not? Am I seeing something that that everyone else is not seeing in the hockey world? What's so special about Arizona? I don't know. Move on. What's the next question, man? Fuck. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Okay. All right. You're done. Filthy. I'm done. Eh? I'm done. Hot dog, Phil. I'm not done. I'm just saying. You know, it's, it's it's like why are people talking about Arizona? Like, they're somewhat you know, of a They almost lock. made the playoffs last season, and they were missing, like, almost half their lineup, you know? Pacific sucks, man. I feel as if... But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe it's easier to feast on teams like Anaheim and L.A. Mm. Maybe the Oilers are as bad as we think they are. Uh, okay. Maybe the Canucks are terrible, too. Ooh. The Canucks can be bad. <laughs> but I can see... Trevor I, did the fucking math there, man. Blew my mind. See, this is why we don't smoke weed before the shows, man. You gotta stop doing that. That was good, man. I get it now. It's like the Northwest Division. Who's saying I didn't smoke? Hey, okay, okay, okay. Good for you, man. Good for you. Let's go. Okay. It's got to smoke one without me. Okay, okay. Or maybe okay. I didn't, man. It's, okay, all, it's all about the mystery. Okay, okay. Scott didn't smoke. Came prepared. I like it. Just like the Northwest Division back in the day. That's what. That's your philosophy behind your statement, right? Pretty much. The Northwest Division. When the Canucks were just feasting on teams, and now you're talking about teams like Arizona, maybe teams like Vancouver getting a ton of points playing bad teams we talked about the oilers and their wingers it's such a funny thing you know everyone just wants to clown on the clown on the oilers when, when was the last time we we dove so deep into looking at a team's fucking wingers you know we're always talking about the centers top four d-man who's their number one goaltender when you're looking at the oilers it's just too obvious yeah. who are these guys oh it sounds like a store like a sore thumb for sure who are these guys exactly man exactly Damn, uh, good. The, okay, okay. The Edmonton. Orders. I'm going to be nicer to Arizona, though, man. Arizona, you're going to make the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Go yeah. do it, I'm man. giving them Have some, some fun. love right now. They were, okay. They were, my, uh, well, they were my dark horse team last season, and uh, they, they fell just short. But we'll have to get into a, a couple more dark horse teams going forward. But I'm going to ask you this, Kyle. So with the St. Louis Blues winning the Cup last year, they could be defined as a weird fucking team to win the Cup. With the parity the way it is in the NHL, we just talked about it. Do you think another weird team could come out of nowhere and win the cup this year? And if so, who do you think it might be? Ooh, weird team. Weird team. Who's the weird team that can win the cup? Uh, Arizona? Uh, I don't know. Or a good question. How about this one? It's going to piss a lot of hockey markets off. The, the Like, you know, the strong ones for years. You know, we may see Carolina win, win their second cup. If we're talking about weird. If we're talking about weird. Now, I know Carolina, they seem to like hockey when they win. <laughs> when things are happening there I like their team I know they lost Justin Williams I know there are some other changes there Lost, lost guys like Ferlin But there's something about that team man They got Garner They're young They're fun And they're deep Jacob Slavin Maybe taking the next step A lot of people look at their goaltending They don't trust in Mrazic 
you said weird. That's my take, man. Carolina. Carolina. Who knows? They made it all the way to the, the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Final four. Maybe Rod Brendamore, coolest coach in the league, got something there. He knows how to stir that pot. Yeah, you can say that for sure, man. And I, I do think it's definitely possible a weird team wins the cup, and Carolina would be right up there. Um, I, their goaltending scares me as well. I'm not sure if they're going to be a more weird team. I, and, and this might not be a surprise for those who listen to the season preview, but I was pretty high on the Dallas Stars in that episode. And they would be my weird team to win the cup, man. Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn. I think they can finally get it done. They got Joe Pavelski who's got a lot of experience there. Corey Perry's won a cup. I'm not sure how much of an impact he'll have uh, scoring and whatnot. But, man, I really like their team. I love their defense. The one thing that scares me about Dallas is goaltending. Maybe I, I, I just don't get goaltenders, man. I just don't get it. But Ben Bishop won the Vesna last year. There's a good chance he regresses. It's hard to keep that up year after year. Ben Bishop won the Vesna or v- Vasilevsky? Oh, sorry, it's Vasilevsky. But yeah. Ben Bishop had it a not, crazy season. Yeah, it was crazy. And yeah, Dallas had a good run too. It, Dallas, so you, you think Dallas. You just said that. Is yeah. that a weird team? Because I'm hearing a lot, of, a lot of people picking these guys too. And a big reason why I think people are making that prediction, they got better during the offseason. They have a fun team. And also, Jamie Ben had a bad year last year. Jamie Ben. Years prior, maybe a little while ago, one of the best players in the league. If he wakes up completely, that beast wakes up, watch the fuck out, man. Watch the fuck out. The trickle-down effect will be crazy. Crazy. Jamie Ben, want to make a weird take here? Maybe he's winning the heart. Wow. Bold, or better man. yet, maybe he's winning the fucking con Smythe. That's what you're saying. And, and a lot of people talk about how John Klingberg never gets any Norris love, too. Like he's a hell of a defenseman. Oh, yeah. Hell of That's crazy, man. Oh, the Klinger. The Klinger, John Klingberg. Oh, hey. man. Well, let's get into the Kyle. Well, this is a bit of a season preview. The season's just kicking off. We're just starting to get to know some of these teams. You know, the listeners know we're Canuck fans. We're in Vancouver. We're doing mm-hmm. this podcast. Fair enough, fair in enough. The suburb of Burnaby, but a 50-minute drive from Rogers Arena. We're obviously watching the Canucks, but Kyle, tell me maybe two or three other teams that have piqued your interest who you really want to keep an eye on this season. Yeah, man, I'm going to sound like a, a Maple Leafs fan here. Toronto. I want to watch them again, man. They're, they're fun to watch, and they're always on your TV. People, you know, people frown upon that. Oh, Toronto Sports Network, blah, blah, blah. Toronto's everywhere. You watch a highlight package in Canada now because they pretty much took away regional coverage. All you're seeing is Leaf shit. I get it. It's annoying. But if you're a hockey fan, you're watching goals. You're watching Mitch Marner do whatever the fuck he wants. You're watching Austin Matthews with that great shot. You're watching Captain John Tavares. Now you're watching Morgan Riley, Tyson Berry on the back end. Toronto, whatever narrative they paint there, and you know, however many times you see them on your TV screen, at least you see a good hockey team. If you're talking to a hockey fan, I don't mind watching Toronto. The second team, that's a good question, man. Who, who am I trying to watch here this year, man? I, I, I would like to see New Jersey. Great choice. Yeah, yeah I think New Jersey choice. and it's... New Jersey is an interesting team this year. They got Subban, and they got the Hart Trophy winner back. They got MVP Hall back. That's a big ad. Huge offseason for those guys. Nikita Gusev, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer. Not a bad team, bro. Not a bad team. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs for them. That division's pretty tough as well. But yeah, I'm watching them, and even if you go you know, across the pond, or not even across the pond... New York, the Rangers. Oh, yeah. The Rangers have to be one of the most yeah. interesting teams. The so Rangers. many moves in the offseason. They added, you know, one of the best forwards in the league, number one defenseman. They still have Henrik Lundqvist in net. They have to be a team to watch. It's Man, that's going to be a fun rivalry. And I, I kind of wonder where the New York Islanders are going to fit into that mix, you know. Everyone's talking about the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers and the offseasons they had. What about the New York Islanders? Just coming off a surprise second-round appearance. They got one of the best coaches, one of the best minds behind the bench. Honestly, I've been doubting the Islanders because everyone doubted them last year too. But I think they deserve some respect there. They were a lot better than the Rangers and the Devils last season. I think the Islanders would be a team I'd watch, but not one of the most interesting teams I'd watch by any means. So I'll I'll give you a couple. Um, This might not be popular either, but the Vegas Golden Knights. To me, they're probably the cup favorite in the West. They added some big pieces and I just want to see how it all meshes together. Mark Stone, a full season of him on that team. Damn. Cody Glass. Damn. Like We're going to see some Cody Glass action, man. Yep. The one that everyone thought was going to be a Canuck. Um, is Flurry going to drop off? He's been a big reason why they've been able to stay competitive. 
I don't have any reason to doubt Flurry except, you know, you, you think age maybe is going to catch up at some point. He's turning 35. Easy cop. Easy cop out, right? It Always is, talking about sure. age. But I love their forward depth still. I think they're like Alex Tuck is still a third liner on that team. An amazing player. He's hurt. For sure. Cody can hurt too. But yeah, Vegas is an exciting team, man. I heard uh, a caller on the radio today talk about how, you know, Vegas may win the cup this year. Yeah. Third year. And I think maybe last year that would piss me off, especially if they went back to back and you know, being from Vancouver, seeing an expansion team already get to the cup final, almost winning a Stanley Cup before <laughs> before Vancouver wins one, it fucking irked me. But now years later, and now we're we're looking at their their preseason attendance records. Everyone they're selling out. People are going to preseason games there. They love hockey. I'm I'm over having any spite towards Vegas. Do what do what you do. Do what you do. Go win a cup. Do what you do, Vegas. Vegas, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I really they just want to see if they can actually pull it off. I really have I have them as the favorite in the Pacific. I had them mm-hmm. winning the Pacific. Oh yeah, division. I think it's gonna be an easy time for you. You talked about, you talked about, you know, teams like Arizona and the Canucks, the Flames, Oilers, whatever, uh, like feasting off one another, or just even the weaker teams. <laughs> what is Vegas gonna do with that team? We're talking about the Northwest Division back in the day and how the Canucks had to face the fucking Wild, uh, the Avalanche, the Flames, and the Oilers when they were all trash. What is Vegas gonna do? How many points are they, they gonna get this year, man? Yeah. Crazy. And they didn't even totally tear it up last year. They started off pretty mediocre yeah. and they tore it up down the stretch. And remember, they, they should have probably beaten San Jose, albeit oh, yeah. a horrible call. Man, terrible, man. Just terrible. <laughs> remember Jonathan Mustard Salt, man? Our boy Mustard Salt, man. If he ever hears this podcast and he gets mad that we're butchering his name, it's been a fucking inside joke for like three years, man. Two years, right? I want to see I want to see Jonathan Mustard Salt, you know, scarfing back some mustard packets on the bench <laughs> like Mark Letestu. Mustard Salt. Yo, great player, man. Want yeah, another weird take? Player. Maybe he gets 85 points this year, 90 points. It's a lot right? of points. Why not? I, I see the, the talent being spread around a bit more in it's, Vegas. It always season. is. Yeah, it always is. It's going to be a bunch of like, it could be like probably seven 50-point guys though, I think. It always is. Yo, bro, you didn't even ask me about fucking Green Bay, man. Okay. You're home for puck talking bullshit, man. Ask me some questions, bro. Let's go. Okay, we'll, get to, we'll have to get to the bullshit. Yeah, let's go, man. After a little commercial. Oh, man. Man. And we're back on Silky and Filthy. You know, Kyle, you should have been doing Meanwhile in Canada, but maybe I got to do a little Meanwhile in Green Bay. Hey, yo, we'll do some Meanwhile in Canada towards the end of the episode. But yeah, ask me about Green Bay. All right, I'll, I'll ask you about Green Bay. Okay, so so how was it watching Aaron Rodgers lose oh, again? man. You know what? The last time I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin to watch the Packers, I didn't even get to see Aaron because he was hurt. So it was already a bonus to see you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, play at Lambeau Field. Historic field, man. You know, I ran into another Canadian there from Calgary, and she came with her husband. And she was, you know, it was her first time there. And, yeah, it's nostalgic. It's it's like a weird feeling being there. You're, you feel honored to be at Green Bay, being in the parking lot, tailgating, looking at Lambeau Field. So it's a really magical place. That's why I had a whole bunch of text messages saying, like, oh, man, that sucks. They lost, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we're 3-1 and one in the first four games. I just saw a great football game in Lambo. I'm drunk. You can't stop me. I'm trying to mack on girls everywhere. You know, like, you can't stop me. I'm just going, going, and going. It was a great time. Great time. And It was a great game. It was yo, yeah. a fantastic game, man. Shout out to the fans from Philadelphia. I know they get a lot of slack on Twitter because the only time they're ever mentioned is when, you know, they're in fights. <laughs> and there was a fight at Lambo. Oh, was there? But every I didn't see it. I saw it after. And you know what? It could have been an old video, but every every Eagles fan that I met there from Philadelphia, great people, fun times. They love their sports. What a great sports city. We're shotgun and beers outside of Lambo. Think about that, bro. You know, Thursday night football, Michael Irvin, all these people were in the background just shotgun and beers. It was just a great time, man. Yeah. And with your you're with your brothers, man. I'll say this though. It's Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's you know, you can't really ask me what you do that night. Well, it was just uh it's Different, you know, not a lot of not a lot of things happening there. Met yeah, a lot of good people love, though. Just love their football. Just love their football, man. Just uh, <laughs> what a what a time, man. I'll tell you a story. When we got there at uh, eleven o'clock at night on the the Wednesday, there was one bar open, and we were somewhat in the middle of nowhere. Green Bay is a weird place; it's hard to explain. But we were somewhat in the middle of nowhere. There was one bar open till two a.m. We never had. There's no images of it. It just showed up on Google Maps, and it was kind of off this like eerie street. Dark Street, right by our place. 
we don't I, I don't think we were in the mood to take a to take a cab or anything like that because we just spent a hundred dollars on a cab because we couldn't find it couldn't get an uber to pick us up from the airport weird times anyways we're like we'll walk 10 minute walk no big deal walk down the street it's dark as hell we go by this little house like this little hut and at this point we're not really looking at our gps because they're just telling us to walk straight and there's an open sign on it and then I pull out my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, this is the bar. <laughs> this is the bar we're supposed to go in, you know? <laughs> so we open the door. There's two people sitting at the bar and the owner watching this documentary in, in great, uh, black and white. I don't know what the fuck they're watching. They're all staring at us. And I'm just like, yo, can I have a couple of beers? And they're like, yeah. So we, we're at this bar that's like not even renovated, you know? <laughs> it's an old school bar, bro. Old school bar, one pool table, the smallest washroom ever, but the only place open on a Wednesday night in Green Bay. When we we're, we're getting rounds of beers, you know, having a great time. Haven't talked to my homies in a while. Keep getting beers. I go at the end of the night to tip the dude, right? And you know, Canadian dollars, there's in American dollars converted into Canadian, it's trash, right? Trash conversion rate. I'm giving him a fat tip. You know what this guy says to me? He's like, I do the math, you do the drinking. And he gave back my tip. He didn't want wow. it. What a what a OG. I'm guessing that that guy, he just has that bar there to make some like a little bit of cash, but he just has it for his homies, you know? <laughs> so, you know, he's an old dude. He's just living his life, enjoying life, watching a fucking documentary with his homies at the bar. What was the documentary about? Dude, Any idea? I didn't really pay attention to it, man. Black and white. There's not even words. It was weird. Like a silent documentary. <laughs> it was weird, man. And then some a visual documentary. And then some Donald Trump stuff came on after. I guess the documentary was over, and these guys are all trashing Trump, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, trash, some <laughs> trash Trumpers. No, good, good people, man. Some Trump trash. What type of guy Trumpers? is that, man? You do the math. I do the math. You do the drinking. Don't tip me. What a nice guy, that's a legendary man. Legendary line and right we there. We got three beers for ten bucks, ten American wow, dollars. So that's bad. like that's like fucking twenty dollars, bro. <laughs> but yo, that's that's still yeah, good. If, if it was twenty bucks, that'd still be good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, beers at the the Packers game are probably more than that. How much is a beer at the Packers game? It's regular stadium shit, you know, nine, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah okay, American, okay. so that's like again twenty bucks. Well, I, honestly, man, I remember like the Seahawks game. You get cans for five bucks at some stands. Oh, sick. Well, some were like nine, ten bucks, but I saw some stands like beers sick. for five bucks. It was like the same shit they were selling for nine bucks, obviously. Nah, Green, Green Bay was exact same can. Green Bay was good. You know my homie Big Love. Yeah, met Big yeah. Love, so he's the easy Eagles fan who we brought. And I kid you not, man, this guy did not watch the second half with us. He was in the concourse. He was in the concourse watching the game on one of these TVs in the concourse with other Eagles fans. So we had the greatest seats right behind the end zone, right? This guy was at Lambeau Field for the first time in his life. He got so hammered that he enjoyed the rest of the game in the concourse with some fellow Eagles fans who didn't let him go. Wow. Because, you know, they were scoring points. That's some love for Big Love. That's some love for Big Love, man. Shout out to Big Love. We had trouble finding him at the end of the night. But, But all in all, Green Bay... Good times. Now I'm also hearing that there's a there's like, what happened with Green? Oh no, it was in Green Bay. Green Day. <laughs> Green Day signed a contract with the NHL to be what the music provi- provider for like NBC games. Yeah, I guess so. They wanted them to be. They, I think they want Green Day to be like the Carrie Underwood of the NFL. You know how Carrie Underwood's doing that. Yeah, so Green Day because the NHL is hip. Uh, the first thing I pictured when I heard that was uh, like an Austin Powers meme of Doctor Evil just being like, "I'm hip." I'm Green cool. Bay. Green Bay. Wait, 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 wait. What? I say Green Bay again. Green Day? Really? Because the NHL is hip. And you know what? I can't trash hip. Green Day that much because... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I like Green Day, Come to be on. honest with you. Straight up. But I, they went downhill after American Idiot, but American Idiot is one of the most legendary albums of all time, in my opinion. Great album from 2004 right there. So I thought it was a bit of a weird decision, but I don't hate it. I'm not going to lie. I, I love to come out and be like a Green Bay bash, or Green Bay, Green Day basher, but... <laughs> What can I say, man? I don't hate Green Day that much. They're they're a good band. They're a good band. And good. Let's just sing a song. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing a song. You just you just fucking right. follow my lead, okay? Because I'm I'm gonna forget the lyrics. I walk this lonely road, the only road that I had ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only me. And I walk alone. Bow now. That must be what Connor McDavid listens to before every game. Man. <laughs> I can't trash Connor Green McDavid, Day. You know, I, I, originally, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit, this is perfect. Perfect fucking content for the fucking podcast. I'm going to trash the NHL. What are you doing? It's not 2003 anymore. Where's Marion Gravick at? Where's Wes Walls at? You know, what's happening? 
These are but all now, come on, man. Punk <laughs> rock back in the day, baby. That was my shit. Okay, if Green Day can make it happen, make it happen. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah, I won't, Figure it I, out. I, won't, I won't hate until until they, they fuck it up. Uh, like, right, right now, it's whatever. I'm okay with it. You're right. That's a fair burn, though. I mean, West Walls and Marion Gabrick, they were they were lighting it up when I was jamming out to Green Day. It's fair. Fair point, man. Hey, man. How about this, man? You want to drop a little Meanwhile in Canada before I do. we finish off the episode? I got a story for you, man. It's not flattering. I like how we just ended it on complete bullshit. No, well, this actual this actual story is bullshit. This show's puck talking bullshit, man. Hey, this is Meanwhile in Canada. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada. I have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window. They can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. All right, so we got Meanwhile in Canada. Man, there have been some bullshit stories on this segment. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've gone to the deep, dark depths of the web to find some weird-ass Canadian stories for you, the listeners, on Silky and Filthy. The one today, let's just go with the headline, because the headline, it's, it kind of says it all. But man masturbates while holding cucumber at library. That feels like something out of a, a Mad Lib game where you just put three random words into a headline. Man masturbates while holding cucumber at library? What? Why do you need the cucumber there? I'll get into it a bit here. So the man's name, because you got to call out a guy who gets caught jerking off in a library with a cucumber. But Frederick Davis, 49 years old, is accused of committing an indecent act in a Toronto library while holding a cucumber in one hand and his own cucumber in the other hand. No word if Frederick Davis actually is packing a cucumber down there. But uh, he did have to go to court for his actions. And he's charged with one indecent act count and two counts of failure to comply with probation. Oh, man, was he jerking off somewhere else with the cucumber, man? This is just crazy. I just I just don't want I just want to know why he had the cucumber in his hand. You know, doesn't really make any sense. I would never commit an indecent act in public, of course. But if I did, why would I have a cucumber in my hand? It makes pretty much no sense. I just don't know how you get there. Maybe you know what? Maybe you should have had, had an eggplant instead. But that's the meanwhile in Canadian segment on Silky and Filthy. And there's one more thing I want to do before we wrap up this episode. The season is underway in the NHL. The games kicked off on Wednesday night, Toronto and Ottawa, Vancouver and Edmonton, San Jose and the Vegas Golden Knights, Washington and St. Louis. Some great matchups, some great games, but there's five teams I want to look at to wrap it up. And I want to see whether they're I want to see if I'm buying or selling the hype for these five teams. Last period. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think every time we we go from bullshit talk to hockey talk. Right? Not bad, not bad. That's true. Hey, by the way, shout out to Trevor, man. He he did that whole segment by, by himself because I locked myself out. Damn, man, incredible, man. You're, you're talented, bro. Good well, for I was, you, man. I was wondering why you were gone for so long. I thought <laughs> I thought you were jerking off with the cucumber in your hey, hand somewhere. Yo, that's all I heard. All I heard from the outside was cucumber, cucumber, cucumber. I was like, damn, I was going to do a complete different story for Meanwhile in Canada, but now we don't really have time for it. We have to save it for next week. That's perfect, man. Well, you're, I'm not even going to tell you about my story. You're just going to have to go listen to this episode to find out yourself. Cucumber, Because I already man. told the listeners, man. They already know. Okay, so what's your take on the cucumber in general? As out of ten, yeah, out of ten, yeah, like a solid seven, like solid seven, yeah, like that. You could you could snack <laughs> on them, go great in all kinds of salads, but you can't really cook cucumbers, so that's that's a downside. Seven for is me. pretty high, man. Don't get me wrong; I know they serve a purpose, but damn, no, I want to munch on some Honestly, cucumbers. Honestly, after you know? reading that story, I, I kind of want to put cucumbers down to a six. Have you ever eaten a cucumber like a pickle? Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those? Man. I could get them sliced, Crunch man. them down. Hey. Vegetables is good for you. Okay, how are the cucumber and the, the pickle related? I think the pickle is just, 
uh, cucumber version of the cucumber and vinegar. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's the Hindu in me, man. Don't know this shit. <laughs> okay, well, what's the next part? What's the final part All of the right, show, let's, man? Let's end it off with. I want to look at five teams, and we talked a bit about them before. But I just want to say, are you buying or selling the hype that's going on in these markets? And let's start with your favorite. Arizona, nah, man, move Coyotes. on, bro. This guy just all, always tees Let's up Arizona go. just Arizona. to see me go off. It's like he's trying to get you know Paul Bizonet to beat the fuck out of me or something, man. He's in Vancouver a lot. One day he's gonna find me, but no, Arizona. I'm not buying the hype. Honestly, Next. man, I just I just love pissing you off. Yeah, I know you're you not do. buying the hype. Okay, fine. How about the Florida Panthers? Are you buying that hype, dude? Joe Quenville getting them back to the playoffs. Buying, yo, that's that's the biggest acquisition. I know they got Bobrovsky as well, but he may change the culture there. You know, for those fucking six thousand people in the arena, but damn. I'm not buying the hype on Florida, too. I'm not going to lie. Really? I know they got a Vesna winner back there, but I don't know. Something. Something. I'm not buying the hype. And when you say hype, what? Like squeak into the playoffs or hype as in? Yeah, let's just look at the playoff picture right now. Okay, think- I'll, I'll I'll take that. But Florida's, don't you think Florida's hype should be a little different? They have one of the best players in the league in Barkov, and now they have the best goalie, in, one of the best goalies in the league. And now they have the best coach in the league. Yeah, the, I think this, the, the expectation should be higher. A little higher than but playoffs. It, we talked before about could a weird team win the cup, and neither of us mentioned Florida. Ooh, you know, they, that would piss me off. They got the whole number one center, number one defense, but number one goalie and best coach in the league. They Ooh. got a lot of weapons there. Ooh. Ooh I, okay. I still don't like their depth, okay. but that's okay. me personally. Okay. But I, I'm buying the hype as them as a playoff team. I think they push for the playoffs for sure. Okay. How about this? The Montreal Canadiens. What? What's the hype? People are buying that hype? Well, I think they're, people, most people are having them outside the playoff picture. Do you think they could surprise and be a playoff team? But they almost made it last year, right? Yeah, exactly. Eh, they got Carey Price. They went, we, t- we talk about, about how good the Vegas Golden Knights are. You know, the Montreal Canadiens had more points than the Vegas Golden Knights last year. Ooh. And missed the playoffs. Ooh, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? That surprises me, man. Max. You know, this is the year where I'm going to watch a lot more hockey, so I definitely need to, you know... Watch some Canadians, yeah, because that, that's a surprising stat. I know different conferences, different shit happens, but Montreal, I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs too. I don't see them as a threat. They still got, they still got holes, man. Yeah, they definitely got holes. I'm not really buying the hype as them as a playoff team, but I'm intrigued to watch them. They're definitely one of the most interesting teams in my opinion, because I just want to see if if they can make a run with a somewhat healthy Shea Weber. I know he's hey. probably mostly broken by now. Uh, Great Price. player though What a year that Shea Weber had last year Shout yeah, out to BC He was man. lighting it up Yeah straight up Kerry Price He's in line to have another good season too But they have They have so many Good forwards up front But they don't have superstars I mean no offense to Max Domi posted When was the last time year. These guys had a superstar Like who was the best forward That's played on Montreal Over the over the last 10 years You know you could argue That that one year Radulov had He's probably the best <laughs> yeah, Or Kovalev Or Pacioretty I guess It's not really Yeah it's like top 40 players, Zach top McCoy 50 players. Was that the last 10 years? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Shout out to Saku, though. Yeah, something else right there. And I, the only other guy I can even think of is not even in the forward, but Andre Markov on defense. Mm-hmm. But again, that's like... That's you like just can't do it there. Steroids. Can't do it. Can't get those guys. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot, so many superstars in the league, and it seems like... the People are afraid to go there. I know it, man. People are afraid. Afraid to be a Canadian. All that pressure and shit. It's different out there. And I think the NHL and its fans don't really see it because they've been so mediocre. We use that word a lot, but that's what Montreal's been for a long time. So mediocre. Anyways, carry on. Who's the fourth team, man? Let's go with the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, I, I, think, I think this is different for the Avalanche because people are looking at the Avalanche as a cup contender. I think most people believe they're a playoff team, but do you see the Avs as a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? Hmm. It's Damn. tough. There's some holes. You could poke holes in that team. You know, we're seeing, obviously, that, that youth movement shift in the NHL. That's why we're buying, you know, that's why some people are buying the hype on Colorado because of guys like Kale McCarr. You know, this guy came in last year in the playoffs. Hasn't even played a full year yet. Looked great. Looked magical. They, you know, they got rid of Tyson Berry. He still had a year left on his deal. Now, they they probably didn't do it just because of Kale McCarr. They also got Nazem Kadri as well. That's a big deal, man. Getting Kadri as your second-line center... He fits that role perfectly. And he adds something that that team never really had. And they have some good players too, man. They have, like, just outside of Landeskog, McKinnon, Ratnan, and Kadri, they still got pieces, man. They can do it. Win the Stanley Cup. Hey, St. Louis won the Cup last year. Who knows? That's true. Okay, you, Nathan McKinnon, at, you know, at some points, he looks, he looks like the second best player in the league. That's who they have on yeah, that team. Yeah, you he is. Exactly. Crazy man. Sorry, I, thought, I almost thought I saw a mouse. We got we have some mice in the studio. We got one out of here, but I think I saw another one. That was one by. of the. You, did you just see one right I now? Think I, I think I just saw one. Damn, bro. See, this is the scariest mice thing are ever. Everywhere. 
Scariest thing ever, man. All right. Well, before we get uh, eaten alive by mice in here, one more team. Vancouver Canucks. No, man. Not buying the hype. Not buying the hype. What's the, the hype here? The host of Sipping on a 40 podcast coming after every Canucks game, <laughs> and you're not buying the hype. It's hard. You're good on you. No, you're good on you, man. You've been strong. It's hard, man. You know, Vancouver was the lowest scoring team after Christmas in, in the NHL. Yeah. Do you know that Alex Biega, and uh, shout out to Jeff Patterson. He just fucking did his thing on the radio today. You know, Biega was the fifth leading scorer after February on the Vancouver Canucks. I did not know that. And no. I know they got like JT he was, he Miller was it up. and Michael Ferland, who combined for what, 30 goals last year? I know they got Tyler Myers. Like, I just, I can't buy the hype now. It's so wait and see with this team. Yeah. It is. And I think when they miss the playoffs for four years and so much futility. Yeah. That's a fair statement. I, I'm not buying that. I don't got a lot of money, man. I fucking put a lot of put a lot of stock in that team. Honestly, I feel like the, the biggest hype for me with the Canucks is, is just the fan. And, yeah. and the top end of the lineup. I mean, Pedersen, Besser, and Hughes, I think, are could be three of the craziest players in the game this year. Yeah, three of the most up. fun players to watch. But I think there's serious questions about the depth. Serious questions about the defense. But who cares, man? It's early October. Let's go. Hockey's on. Hockey's Every on, Every team's yo. got a chance. Even the Ottawa Senators. No, they don't. No, they don't. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, man. man. I couldn't. Hey, I just man. wanted to be nice. I just want to say shout out to you again, man. You held that segment together the whole time while people are knocking on the door. All I heard was Cucumber. That's his fucking talent, man. I'm working with this guy, man. That's motivated me, man. Nothing like a dick rant <laughs> on Silky and Filthy. So it was about a dick, eh? It was about dick, so. You always talking about fucking cocks and shit, man. You just doing your shit all the time, man. What can I say, shout man? Shout out to Trevor Beck. Shout out to Silky and Filthy. Shout out to Puck Talking Bullshit. And also, shout out to the Quickie. Debuts the same day as when this drops. And then also, sipping on a 40. Get the fucking network, man. You got all three shows. Three shows. Boom, maybe, bam. Maybe some more to come, man. Hey. Let's keep it growing. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shh. I'm joking, man. Yeah, more shows coming, baby. It's the Nux Misconduct Network, man. Here's our promise to you. If you if you keep us in your ears, we're going to deliver more shows to your ears. Yeah. From, to all, your ears, all the, to your all heart. your love. You're going to fucking love us. Or, hey, hate, or hate us. Okay. We're good with either. Okay. We're going to say, man, I'm a filthy bastard. Some guys might not Oy. like that. But okay. I know that some of you are filthy bastards. And you know what? We'll see you filthy bastards next time. Peace.